0: So did the Sarlacc just throw the armor up after it ate the Boba Fett out of it?
1: Greetings, Star Wars fans, and welcome to another episode of Coruscant Radio Underground from ScienceFictionary.com. It's me and Marisha and Daniel here with me tonight.
0: Hey, everybody. Hey.
1: <laughs> and, and Daniel is, uh, I, I'm not sure if he's going to say anything other than hey tonight, but time will tell. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so it's uh, today, it's November 5th, and today was the kind of the kickoff for the wave of all of the Star Wars content coming in November Um, We Mm -hmm. got this, got the new book, the Resistance Reborn book by Rebecca Roanhorse. I got it in the mail today. And so from there we go to, I guess next week we get the first episode of The Mandalorian.
0: Yay!
1: And we get, let's see, what else do we get next week? Oh, we get um, Jedi Fallen Order next
0: Tuesday as well. That's going to be awesome.
1: Uh, Lots of good Star Wars stuff coming, but this uh, Resistance Reborn is the first of two novels. Now, I do think that one of the comic series might already be running. Daniel, do you know if the Allegiance comic book series has started its run yet?
2: I don't. I know I'm supposed to be the in-house comic book guy. Y'all, I am so busy. I promise to get caught up. (laughs) Um, But I haven't... uh, I haven't... Kept track of what has dropped and what hasn't yet. I'm going to try to do that next week, and uh, and get back on board with our normal <clears throat> weekly comic book.
0: We shall content. never forgive you, Daniel.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> <All right>. <laughs> I've got a lot going sentence. on. I'm
2: sorry.
1: <laughs> so I'm I'm trying real hard. I've got to finish up my. I'm, I'm right. I'm about three quarters of the way through Alphabet Squadron, mm-hmm. and I've had time. I've had trouble finding time to sit down and get through the the end of that one. But I I refuse to start this other book until I'm done with the one I'm reading. So as soon as I finish Alphabet Squadron, my intention is to have this book read by next Tuesday.
0: I'm currently listening to the audiobook for Air to the Empire, but I may take a break and uh, once you get done with it and read it too.
1: Okay. So what are you thinking about this is your first experience with Air to the Empire?
0: It is. It is indeed. I'm not super far into it, but it's, I'm enjoying it so far. Um, it's really interesting, kind of, especially the sort of knowing that the kind of the context was that this was like the first Star Wars in. in. So, yeah, I'm really enjoying it. So far, we're definitely getting a different, significantly less sympathetic picture of Thrawn than we've gotten in the, the new books. Yes, Thrawn.
1: You kind of root for Thrawn, the the new Thrawn.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um this Thrawn is straight up a villain.
0: Yeah, like he, you know, he's kind of like just wiping out people. Oh, he's heartlessly.
1: He's, he's there to finish Vader's and the Emperor's work.
0: Yeah. It's it's kind of interesting because like I said the 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 new Thrawn books and I kind of think that it's probably I I wouldn't say that it, it seems like a different character. But it's definitely not from a sympathetic point of view. So, um, But I'm enjoying it. Like I said, I'm only like two chapters in so far, so I'm not very far in at all. But um, we've met a clone of a Jedi. And it's also interesting, like references made to the Clone Wars and like things that hadn't been really concreted yet. You know, they were referring to it back, I mean, long time before there were any prequels. Um, so yeah, it's,
1: yeah. Cause you have to remember when you go back and, and check out that, those books that the, none of this other stuff, none of this other material existed. This is right. Like you had three movies,
0: right? And you just had to sort of build on vague references made in right. the movies. Yeah. Uh,
1: now, it's been interesting, and, I, and I'll and i be curious, because I haven't reread it in a long time, and I'll be curious as you're going through it, too, because I'm not going to get to reread them until I get through this, uh, the Journey to the Rise of Skywalker stuff. Yeah. And I'll be curious going back through them now to see, because I know they've continued to pull in concepts. I they mean, have. A lot of the concepts built by Timothy Zahn in those books Mm-hmm were really kind of the foundation for the expanded universe. So everybody built off of them. Right. Mm-hmm.
0: Which is really interesting um, because in spite of the fact that like, we've kind of hit on some details that are a little askew from the, the way the timeline is currently working, the, the books that are written now are very much in the same vein so far as to what, you know, how, how heir to the empire is is written like it the story feels very similar does that make sense
1: the the way he writes
0: yeah and just the story sort of feel of the book kind of the style of the the story so far is really i i would believe that it was written you know two years ago and was part of the current story of of Mm -hmm. star wars books yeah the one thing that's throwing me off, though, is even though I'm pretty sure that it's read by the same narrator as the new Thrawn books, Thrawn's voice is different. Because the the Thrawn voice from the, the current one was kind of done in conjunction with the Rebels uh, character. And so this one is voiced really differently. So it's throwing me off. Makes sense. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I guess they tried to to more mimic the the animated version. Is that what they went for? Or is it just different?
0: Okay, so what Timothy Zahn basically said was that um, Mads Mikkelsen, right, was was the voice of Thrawn in Rebels. Is am I correct on that? Yes. So basically, the character, the the voice for the character in the new Thrawn books was very influenced by the the voice that the character was given in Rebels. Um, whereas for some reason, whenever they recorded Air to the Empire, even though I'm pretty sure it was after Rebels aired, they went with a completely different Thrawn voice. But yeah, um, I'm enjoying it. Cool.
1: Well, I yeah, agreed. we're still still at some point, early part of next year, we will we'll do a, a Thrawn, mm-hmm. at least one Thrawn episode. We may just do an episode for each book.
0: Yeah, that'd be great. Uh,
1: especially oh, yeah. since we'll be in a dead spot for movies. Oh. It'll be a good time to to do some of that stuff. Not a ton of news. We're kind of kind of in the lull before the storm here. I mean, it's that's exactly where we're just a little bit of a month, a little bit more than a month. I guess about six weeks out from the movie. Yeah, and it's pretty quiet. Mm -hmm. Um, We had a little bit of stuff. There's uh, Anthony Daniels has made a couple of comments that have caused a stir.
0: Always, huh? (laughs) Yeah.
1: Um, Daniel, did you happen to catch any of of Anthony Daniels' comments?
2: Um, I didn't. I was kind of counting on Marisha to fill us in on that so we could (laughs) start. I uh, I didn't read that article at all the same one she did.
0: Okay. So, you know, kind of funny thing about the actors from the original Star Wars trilogy is they seem to feel themselves to be a little invulnerable. That they can sort of say whatever they want. Well, Anthony Daniels
1: is. Let's just be clear on that. Anthony Daniels has been the face of Star Wars. Oh, yeah. Since 1977.
0: I mean, but, but he says what he wants. Mark Hamill says what he wants. Yeah. You know, like, I think they've kind of gotten to the point where they're like, don't care if Disney doesn't like it. And they just sort of say what they, mm-hmm. what comes to their mind. Kind of like George Lucas. It's like, what you going to do? Right. You know, say Right. I mean, kill An- me. <laughs> Anthony Daniels
1: has literally spent his entire career being
0: three PO. Well, 3PO. and 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 being
1: like the the brand ambassador.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, he was the one who, whenever they had that Star Wars in concert a couple of years yep. ago, he was the you know he was the person, he was the face, he was the headliner. Him and his his gold suit coat up there, <laughs> that was pretty great.
1: Um, now, th- this all came out of a interview he did concerning his new book, right?
0: These are actually excerpts from the new book.
1: Oh, these are actually in the new book. Mm-hmm. Okay, yep.
0: Um, so, now, P- what, do you have the
1: title of his new
0: book? I am C three PO.
1: Okay, that's nowhere new- near. Where did we hear him speak a couple <sighs> of years ago?
0: Where did, you know, I was trying to, I was trying to remember that. Was he at DragonCon?
1: Maybe he was at Dragon Con. I can't remember. But do you remember what he said that he was going to name his book and yeah. the, the marketing people told him no?
0: Yeah, he was going to name it uh, Telling the Odds. Yep. And uh, he said, and, and they, he's like, and they told me nobody would get that reference. How many of you would get that reference? You know, every hand in the room. I got up. it
2: right away. Mm-hmm.
0: Right. Yeah. So.
2: That sounds like a much
1: better title. Yeah. It was. I agree. They should have gone with that one.
0: Maybe when they republish it, he can <clears> be like... I'm going to call it what I want. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, you know, he, he said that during the first read through for force awakens, he said, Mark Hamill and Carrie Fisher were quote appalled at their roles. Mark in particular, he seems like he's not super happy about three POS being underused in his opinion in the new series. But he was flattered to be asked to do it, but yet he felt like they should have given him more to do at the same time, I think. Um, Which is fair, you know, like I said, he's been around forever. (laughs) So when talking about the rise of Skywalker, he says that he was delighted with the prospect of working with JJ again. I just didn't know what to expect after the last Jedi. He says, I knew nothing of the plot. Where could the story be going? How could anyone wrap up all the strands and tatters to make something complete and satisfying? So I guess we know how he feels about the last Jedi, and so he was concerned I think that his character is going to be marginalized um further but he was really he is really complimentary of the last Jedi he seems to feel like it all of the last
1: Jedi or, not the last or the Jedi. Rise of Skywalker uh, yeah he has he, he has been very complimentary and says that he he feels like everyone will walk away satisfied with how this how this movie ends
0: mm-hmm um, he did, however, make reference to having uttered his last line in a Star Wars movie. So
1: that was a lot of people's suspicions mm-hmm. with that almost breaking the fourth wall moment in that trailer. Mm-hmm. That's disappointing to me if that turns out to actually be true. But yeah, um, again, we think we're moving away from this era.
0: Yeah, and that's and, true. And oh.
1: There's if we're moving away from this era, then then there's really no reason to have him show back up. That doesn't mean that five or six years down the road, they're not going to come back to this era of, of the story. And I
2: mean, in, in 1983, they all thought they had spoke their last words in a Star Wars movie. Right. For the most part. I mean, it it is what it is. Mm -hmm. It's, it's what we all expect.
1: Right.
0: So here is, here is uh, Anthony Daniels, Conclusion on The Rise of Skywalker. He says, It all felt so right and so fulfilling. Chris and JJ had gathered all the threads and tatters of the previous episodes and spun a mystery of their own. A wondrous coup of creative storytelling, a fulfilling and rewarding closure for everyone. So that's a pretty ringing endorsement considering what he had to say about the previous two installments of the sequel trilogy, I think. Um, So... One more reason to be optimistic, as far as I'm concerned.
1: Yeah, no, it's um <clears throat> it's good to hear somebody like Anthony Daniels praising it ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Um in, in the past, we we really especially with The Last Jedi, even with The Force Awakens, we didn't hear the old guard, we didn't hear the the original actors out there going on and on about how great it was. Yeah, they weren't out there bad mouthing it.
0: No, they just, we just kept didn't their own hear much counsel. from them. I think they've said more and more about it as as time has kind of worn on. Well, I mean, at this point, the movie's shot, mm-hmm.
1: and he thinks he's done. So he's
0: going to say what he wants to say. At this point, say.
1: he's going to say exactly what he wants to say, and that's going to happen further down the road. That's going to continue to happen. It's going to happen more with Mark Hamill.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: And, and and so far, I haven't heard anybody say anything that I think is that crazy like
1: no nobody has been out there and just like blown up one of the directors or you know going off about kathleen kennedy or anybody you know anybody at disney it's nobody said anything just outright nuts um a lot of people are reading a lot more into the into Mm -hmm. anthony daniels comments here than they should be yeah yeah
2: i I hadn't heard anything i thought was a big deal yeah, of course. Like I said, I haven't read the book. I didn't read the article Marisha read, but just what we've talked about here in the last couple of minutes. I don't see the big deal.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, and I think it's let's let's all be honest. People don't tend to um, watch their words any closer the older they get. I don't know, you know, about anybody else's grandparents, but the older mine get, the more likely they are to say what they think. Yeah. <laughs> oh so but anyway i'm excited to read the book actually it, it um so apparently this article was first published on star wars news net for anybody who wants to go um read it it chris line wrote this article on star wars news net at like six o'clock this morning um so and the book is also available on hard uh in hardcover so i'll probably be hopping on to amazon or Audible or something. Apparently Anthony Daniels actually reads the ebook version. Not the ebook version, the um audiobook, audiobook version. So audiobook. That, that may be what I go in for.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, I'm definitely as soon as I get done, maybe maybe by December, when I get done with all these other books, um, that I'm trying to get through before the movie then mm-hmm. I'll uh I'll definitely be interested in, in reading that book just because he's he's been around Every, you know, the production of mm-hmm. every movie. I, I just, then yep. not just that, like anything, everything they do, which related to Star Wars, he's been a part of it.
0: Yep. Yep. He has. Um, I mean, you know, he's one of the ones who's been at Celebration every single time. Like all of mm-hmm. the, all of the people who do Star Wars conventions, like there's like the, the threads online about like proper protocol for, Interacting with Anthony Daniels at a convention, you know, like the things to do, the things to not do. Um, Oh,
1: Anthony. He's has got a reputation. Yeah, he's got a a pretty good reputation for getting kind of snippy with uh, people at conventions.
0: I think he must just be, you know, because. A lot of people talk about how how nice and how you know, you know how how you know he's so sweet. And, but I think that he just has his things that he doesn't like messed with. You know, don't mm-hmm. touch his table, don't touch his pen. You know, things like that. Apparently, he feels pretty strongly about. So yeah, yeah, it's pretty funny though to like get on and read like everybody like all right. So when you meet Anthony Daniels, do this, don't do that. You know, and you'll have a great experience. Yeah. It's like when you tell your kids, get in the car, okay, don't say this to Grandma. Don't say that to Uncle Joe. You know, just every, you know, you kind of get, like, coach them, you know, on how to <laughs> how to make Thanksgiving dinner go as smoothly as possible. That's kind of what it feels like. I wanted to talk
1: just briefly. It may be briefly. It may go long. I was really kind of hoping David would maybe be on tonight because I thought it might get a little more lively. I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm not sure how... The three of us feel about that. I know how I feel about this, but I've intentionally avoided this conversation on the podcast, and I've just decided we're going into the last movie of the saga. Let's just go ahead and have the conversation. Um, so the constant, the 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 big knock that the people who don't like the sequel trilogy, the their their first point of attack is always that Ray is a Mary Sue. And I want to talk about that and see where everybody comes down on that. I'm just going to say, I don't, I don't, I don't think she's, I don't, I think that's an unfair characterization of the character. She is what Anakin is. She is what Luke is. Even if she's not the chosen one, her archetype is... That she's a chosen one.
0: She's a chosen one, like character. <laughs>
1: no, but I mean, if, if you were to yeah. just no, I know what you're trying to say. Pull, pull her mm-hmm. archetype. She's a chosen one.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Daniel doesn't agree with you, love. There you go. Maybe a well, more I, interesting I than you thought.
2: <laughs> it's not that I don't agree. Yes, she she is the hero of the story. We're not. Nobody's going to argue that this this sequel trilogy is at its core, it's Ray's story. Just like the original trilogy was at its core, it was Luke's story. The prequel trilogy was Anakin's, right? Yep. Yep. It is what it is. As far as the Mary Sue thing goes, there are moments, and I was rewatching Force Awakens actually just last night, and I do know we have all had moments where we have explained away how she was able to defeat Kylo first time she ever held a lightsaber. Well, she's trained with that staff, and she is very strong in the Force whether she realized it or not. And Kylo was wounded and Kylo was going easy on her because he didn't want to kill her. Like we've all heard people use those explanations to explain that moment away. But there are moments in that movie where the first time she ever tried to do something that took Anakin or Luke years to master, she could do it. Those moments are there. The first time she tried the Jedi mind trick, she figured it out in, Just a couple of minutes with the stormtrooper about leaving the door open and dropping the blaster. That her defeating Kylo with the 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 first time she was ever in a lightsaber duel. Those moments are there where you you do have to suspend some some disbelief there that she's able to accomplish those things with no practice, no training, whatever. Now we saw the moment we saw the moments with Luke and Anakin. Where they would use these innate force abilities, without realizing it, but Ray's able in Force Awakens to do the things that take a conscious effort, pretty quickly and pretty easily. You do have to suspend some disbelief there, to make it consistent with what we've seen in the films before.
1: But I don't think so, um, because especially with well, two things. I'll pull one thing from each of from each of the trilogies. I, and one, I, I understand what you're saying you know, innate abilities, but the fact that Anakin can pilot a pod racer is more than a human should be able to do. They tell us that. They make a point of telling us that. It's not something he should even be able to learn to do. And in The Empire Strikes Back, and this is the best example of Luke being exactly like Ray. in the cave on Hoth, he pulls the lightsaber from the snow, when we never, when when we don't even know if he knew at that point that that was possible.
2: No, but we have years of, we have years worth of a time span between A New Hope, and Empire Strikes Back, where we know Luke was practicing and training. We don't know how long it took Luke to learn that ability, and how many times he had done it before we finally saw him do it on screen.
0: Or if he had ever done it,
2: in okay.
1: I'm just saying. So, but as far as suspending disbelief, isn't that what the fantasy right. genre is all about?
2: No, it is. I'm not. I, I'm not a Mary Sue person. Okay, whether or not you want to call her a Mary Sue, I think it's completely irrelevant. It's 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 a stupid arbitrary term. It's it doesn't matter. What we know is that Rey's very strong in the Force. Maybe she's more powerful than Luke or Anakin. You know, she so, may I mean, or may not it, be. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying I understand where
0: the complaints come from mm-hmm.
2: points of view on that come from.
0: Right. So, well, the
1: other thing is with the force powers that we see her use, none of that occurs until after whatever the vision was.
0: Yeah. So, right. do we think that between the vision and maybe, I mean, she did also have some kind of connection? like mental, spiritual, whatever, connection, force connection with Kylo Ren when he tried to drag information out of her mind, is it possible that she pulled more than just a general sense of you want to be Darth Vader from him? Could we maybe make that argument?
1: Maybe, but where I go with it and why I relate it to the cave on Hoth, Luke does that in a life-and-death situation. That's true. Some
0: motivation
1: there. Mm -hmm. When she's being tortured. Yeah. On the, you know, by Kylo Ren, or when she uses the trick on the, that's ultimately, it might not have been life or death, but it was certainly not a good situation.
2: Right. Yeah, no, Um, I mean, and I understand what you're saying. And
1: then, particularly with the fight with Kylo Ren at the end, I don't, I mean, yes, they did make a, the thing with him being shot by the bowcaster is more than just oh well he was wounded because they made a point throughout that movie of showing us really just how powerful that bowcaster was,
0: mm-hmm.
1: almost to the point where it was kind of hokey <laughs> when Luke when uh, Han takes it from him on the fight during the fight. He says, uh, I like this thing. Yeah, <laughs> it's like okay, so they've known each other for you know. For 40 years at this point, and he never once fired Chewie's bowcaster or was yeah, aware I, of I how powerful that it either. was. And that's, that's the reason I wanted to get into it, because I really think that it's more of a matter of, and, and while some of it, yes, we it might be a more extreme example than what we saw with Anakin or Luke, maybe. With Anakin,
0: I mean. He's also a lot younger.
1: Anakin getting in the Starfighter at the end of the Phantom Menace. Yeah. Is and and, and blowing up the droid control ship just mm-hmm. by accident.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, a lot of people aren't big right. fan of that particular sequence either.
1: No, that's true, but they still don't they I still don't call that, they still don't jump on the Anakin as a Mary Sue bandwagon. Yeah. You know, no,
2: but that was wait a minute. Yeah, but Well, you had already established Anakin was a great pilot. We actually established that, that Anakin was a great pilot when, uh, Obi-Wan first met him in the original trilogy. Well, Uh he was, but his piloting ability
1: was simply a pod, a pod racer. It it was not a starship, but I can, but,
2: but, but I can associate those skills transferring over more than I can. Someone who's never done anything that, to our knowledge before, took some training.
1: But don't they in, in, don't they indicate in somewhere if it's not in the movie, it's certainly in one of the books that Ray has um in one of the lead up books I'll, to The Force oh, Awakens no prob- that she flew a simulator. I have no
2: problem, with Ray's, oh, pol- yeah, have no problem with, with Ray's pilot skills. She tells us in a movie she's flown ships before. She just yeah. never left the atmosphere. Right. I'm perfectly okay with that. I have no problem with Ray's piloting skills.
0: You don't like the lightsaber thing, huh?
2: I'm not crazy about the lightsaber uh, battle with Kylo and her using the Jedi mind trick so easily. I'm just saying those are the moments I point to where I can see people's points of view on why, like, how should she know how to do that?
1: Well, we always the the lightsaber thing does not bother me one bit. I will say that the using the Jedi mind trick, it's because it's not that oh she she shouldn't have been able to do that. It's like it's more. How did she know that was something that was even possible? That she could do. Right. Yes. Right.
0: All right. So my new theory is she pulled it out of Kylo Ren's mind. She just got a like general sort of primer on the force <laughs> there, that one second whenever, you know.
1: No, I, but, I still think. This, this is
2: what I'm saying is <laughs> this goes back to people people associating things with that lightsaber duel and explaining how she was so able to handle the lightsaber to be Kylo. That's the same thing. We're extrapolating things. We're reaching for things to to try to explain how she knew, like Andrew just said, that that was even a thing.
0: No, I just made that up, Daniel. I'm not really.
2: like That's my point. (laughs) That's my point. Now, and like I said, I don't care about the Mary Sue thing. It's a made up freaking. uh, I don't care. The fact is, she can do it. Who cares? It doesn't matter why. She can do it in the film is who she is is what she's capable of just deal with it they're fantasy movies like Andrew just said
0: but I think it'll be interesting you know I I wonder if they made her so powerful and the argument has definitely been made a little overpowered if if they're building up to something that we just haven't seen yet with you know with her you know if 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 her talents you know, I, I, I'm i just wondering exactly where it's going, because honestly, if she turns out to be, you know, a, as a fully trained Jedi, turns out to be like just sort of, you know, like a person who's whatever, you know, she's she's got force power. She's not as powerful as Anakin. She's not as powerful as Luke. Then it's going to be a problem that she was that good that fast. But if she turns out to be right. something completely unexpected, something completely new, if she turns out to be a Skywalker, if she turned out to be conceived by the force, whatever. You know, um,
1: or if she had Jedi training and had been
0: suppressed, mind wiped, you know, so honestly, as as in a whole lot of other things with these first two movies, I'm reserving judgment on exactly how I feel about them until we see how they end the story.
1: Yeah. Well, and and that's kind of the thing. And I've said this over and over. While there are things about The Last Jedi, I just don't suspect I will ever like just because. They're they're poor story points. They they don't work. But as far as the overall story of the Last Jedi, it's hard to judge it mm-hmm. on you know fully with it being a middle chapter.
0: Yep. And honestly, I felt the same way about the Force Awakens. As much as I really enjoyed the movie, I really liked the movie. You know, I I'm kind of reserving judgment on exactly how I feel about a lot of it until I see where the story goes. Um, which I guess would have been a little unfair on JJ Abrams if somebody altogether different had made uh, this last installment. but since he's finishing it, I feel like it's fair to judge episode seven based on episode nine. So I'll be like I said, I'll be curious to see where it's all leading to Yeah you know like the whole there there are just a lot of things that have been introduced that we just have to see how they tie it up to yeah, decide there, how I feel about it.
1: There's a lot of loose ends.
0: A lot of loose ends, but Anthony Daniels says they're going to tie them up, also pretty. We'll see. We'll see. I'm optimistic.
1: Let's see. What else did we have? Oh, The Mandalorian. Daniel, did you catch the most recent Mandalorian trailer? I did.
0: You? Did, I was going to say if you didn't, we will wait for you to go watch it. <laughs> you should see it.
1: Oh, no, I did. You happen did to catch see it? Did you happen to catch the teaser that they dropped like two days ago? The 30 second teaser.
0: Um.
1: It had me not win.
2: yes, and okay. that was actually uh, was gonna be my first comment. Uh, finding out that she is in it excites the hell out of me. Mm-hmm. Oh
0: yeah, yes. You didn't know she was in it.
2: I did not. I did not realize she was <laughs> part of the cast. Okay. Maybe I should yeah, have known it that. was. They announced.
0: Yeah, they.
1: Where did they announce that? Did they announce that at? They announced it at D twenty three. I think so. Been.
0: Yeah, oh, it was. It was a little bit of a late arriving announcement as far as cast because they announced a lot of 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 let it
1: come out i think when they were doing some of the agents of shield stuff Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Um, it was not part of the big star wars panel but they did let the cat out of the bag at d23 yeah i cannot remember what her character's name is Um, fennec she's playing some sort of assassin
0: and she looks amazing super cool hair you know me. <laughs> I'm all about the costumes. but I mean, she's just she just kills whatever she does, except for that character in Stargate. well, no, but let's be really let's like... be
1: honest about the character in Stargate. The she character in Stargate was kind of supposed to be unlikable when we met her. She a lot of the you. people were they weren't supposed to be there. that's true these These were not people that signed up to go on a mission to space and not know if they would ever come home, yeah, um. She was a government. She was like a elected official or something. I don't even remember what her character was, but she was just as likable as you'd expect an elected official to be. <laughs> but let's let's be honest about the character. While the character was unlikable, she still did a great job of portraying that character. Oh,
0: it's true. Yeah, she um, and and she did grow on you. But with that with that exception, I've you know, I just she was so. I mean, she was like li- one of the very best things about the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. show. And, of course, she was Mulan, so, you know, that helps her in my book, too.
1: Yeah, so, so Daniel, I guess that means you missed uh, Clark Gregg's The Mulan DeLorean jokes.
2: Yeah, I did. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. For, uh, uh, back I'm around just D20- getting back
2: in touch, y'all. Dadgummit.
1: <laughs> and <sighs> Daniel's been out of the loop, and he's, you know.
0: He missed the Twitter things. But no, I'm, a uh, am super excited to see her showing up in the Mandalorian.
2: No, I, I was too. That was my, I, I watched that teaser and the full trailer at the same time. It's kind of why I had them sort of run together. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so no, whenever she popped up on screen, I, I, I got very excited about that. I was like, Ooh, good. <laughs> so, cause I am, I am a fan of hers. Uh, um. I fell out with Agents of Shield the last couple of seasons. Yeah. Um, but was always a fan of hers in that show. Yep. So I was very excited to see that she's an excellent actress, and yeah. we've seen her be able to do the the physical things in Agents yes. of Shield that I'm yes. sure she'll be asked to do as an assassin.
0: Well, yes. In,
2: in this show, so I am excited about that. That's another positive uh, thing to be. Excited about looking forward to with this show. So,
0: well, and that was that was the other thing that I was going to kind of say is that I'm it's always really exciting when they get actual people who can do honest to goodness martial arts in action roles, you know, like it's I mean, and that's not in any way a knock against the incredible work that that stunt people do. Um, but there's just something particularly compelling about. Being able to see the actual, you know, not having trick shots, so that it looks like the actors are doing right. the cool things that they're, you know, she's she's doing it for real, and right. that's well, always pretty cool. I, you know, with some of the people they, I'm not sure on. there will
2: be some stunt double. There's always some stunt double work. It's the, but oh, yeah. But the, the trick is when it's done well. Yeah. To not know when it's the stunt double and when right. it's the actress. Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah. Just knowing that she's been in these situations before. Where she's had to play a character who's capable of these things, is the positive to it. It's it's mm-hmm. it's one of the reasons we got excited about Pedro Pascal as the Mandalorian was seeing him in Game of Thrones mm-hmm. mm-hmm. uh, pull that stuff off. And again, there's there is stunt work, stunt double work involved in
0: that.
1: Yeah. I'm sure.
2: He but- he
0: was the guy from Dorn, right? Kind of the. Yes. Okay. So yes. the with other the thing weird about- thing with his sister—that was him, right?
2: The weird thing with his sister. Didn't um he- the thing with his sister was his sister had died during Robert's Rebellion, and the mountain had killed her. So okay. So he was out to get the mountain to admit it.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah. I yeah. had I had a completely different. Okay. Yeah, you're right. I'm 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 missing pieces. I know what you moment. were
2: thinking. of. Oh, <laughs> that's two different characters.
0: Okay.
1: Okay, so her character's name is Fennec Shand, mm-hmm. and she is an assassin. And when you bring Ming Na Win on, I, and and she still she will use a stunt double some, but she likes to do a lot of her own fight Fights, choreography. Yeah. And I mean, now I need to see Ming Na and and Gina Carano throw down. Mm-hmm. But
0: <laughs> hey, maybe we'll actually get at some point. Maybe we'll actually see some Darth Maul. We we'll get to see her throw down with a get to see her throw down with uh, what's his name i said maybe they'll bring darth maul on and we'll get to see her throw down with ray park Uh,
1: that would be really awesome but
0: uh why would darth maul be there because it would be cool andrew because it would be cool
1: but he's been dead for like 12 years yeah
0: irrelevant (laughs) i want to see ray park fight with ming na win so they should make it happen
1: I mean, he's been dead before. It's true. <laughs> he he looked pretty dead this time. <sighs>
0: he looked they, pretty but dead he the better, first time. So.
1: Yeah, but he disappeared down a hole. And it is very clear at this point that if you fall down a big hole in Star Wars, you're coming back. <laughs> Especially if you're a Jedi and you fall down a big hole. Or That's why Sith. Mace Windu is going to pop up in, in The Rise of Skywalker.
0: Y'all, wouldn't that be epic? I mean, can Uh. you imagine? (laughs) No, like, not necessarily as a movie point, but can you imagine? Oh, my gosh. Samuel L. Jackson and how king of the hill he would be if he came back. Because, you know, he's been going on for years about how he's not really dead. Can you imagine how pleased oh, would he be been, with himself? Yeah, he's been
1: trying to get himself back in a Star Wars movie for a, <laughs> for a while now.
0: Yeah, that'd be great.
2: Anyway, we went way <laughs> too far down that rabbit hole.
0: <laughs> well, you know, uh, I always I always laugh cuz whenever they first cast um John Boyega, you know, as and and they had him, you know, holding a lightsaber and all that promo material. Right. Samuel L. Jackson decided he that was his black Jedi son. Yeah. The the end.
1: <laughs> uh yeah, Samuel L. Jackson's just always interesting to follow online. he will yeah. he you never know what he's going to say.
0: It's true. Yeah, there were the, the calls that everybody got they needed to go see snakes on the plane. Yeah. All I'm right. So I do have a question. Wait, if
2: you just want to have fun with a movie, talk about suspending disbelief and just <laughs> want to go all camp and just enjoy something and lose yourself for a minute, that's a fun movie to watch.
0: Snakes on a plane. <laughs> I don't think and so. It, it really
2: is. Snakes. It it really is. Sam Jackson trying to see how many times uh-huh. he can drop he can drop the mfr <laughs> and still get an R rating. Right.
1: <laughs> it really is, and it, it's. Uh, I, it, it's fun. it's a fun movie. Oh yeah, I mean it, it's just it's B movie camp. It, it's that has a place. I uh-huh. mean, that's why right. Bruce Campbell is you know one of my favorite I actors. I got the
2: guy do that movie. He read that script and he said, "Okay." He said, "He said, how many times can I say my favorite word?"
0: "As much as you want." <it." laughs> Sign the paper. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, that's hilarious. All right, so what's next, love? Daniel and I keep derailing the conversation. I know. It, it, it,
1: I mean, this this was the conversation. It just kind of took a weird turn when we got to Maze somehow. <laughs> but I'm not. I'm still not totally sure how we got there. But fall down did. a hole. Yeah, but how did we get to falling down holes? Darth
0: Maul. But
1: she wanted
2: Darth okay. Maul. Not okay. Yeah. <laughs>
0: So, okay. So,
2: the only reason he came back the first time was because he fell down a hole, and that's okay.
0: <laughs> right. That doesn't right. count. Falling down a hole dead doesn't count. Yeah. Okay. Getting so,
2: cut in half had nothing to do with it.
0: Well,
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, of course, apparently the only character that can't come back from falling down a hole is Boba Fett.
0: Yeah. Even um, though
1: he had a jetpack. It's true. Although well, this jetpack was. Uh, well, it's
2: not. A, it's not a hole anymore, though. It's a little <laughs> horrors plant, like you pointed out last week. Right.
1: <laughs> so the 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 Mace Windu thing, though, does bring up something that I've actually been pondering. We know we're getting we're getting a large army of people showing up to fight the First Order in this last movie. Mm-hmm. We we saw all the ships, lots of ships. And you know, including the ghost, and I don't even know what all other ships were in there.
0: All the things.
1: Um, I mean, I've watched several breakdowns of all the ships, and there's a little bit of everything in, in that shot. Yeah. Um, so, and I, I'm, I'm. It even looked like there might have been some Republic era ships in in that shot.
0: Yes. And that yes. that holds up. That's well, the way it, it should
1: be. Yeah. So. We know we're getting all these people. Another thing that has constantly been, and I'm going to be real curious to to read this book. I'm excited about this book because this is kind of about how they rebuild the resistance.
0: This book being Resistance Resistance
1: Reborn, Reborn. but the next book, The Force Collector, is the one I'm actually really looking forward to because yeah. we have a for a character with force abilities sometime just before the Force Awakens. Um, another thing we've got going, we've got this new game coming out, the Jedi Fallen Order game coming out, right? which is <clears throat> before the Rebellion, but it's a character that survived Order 66. Right. Now, he might not survive this game, you know, this story. I, I'm, I'm not so... Not. may or may not make sense here, but we know Ahsoka survived the entirety of the Rebellion and saw the fall
0: of the Empire. Right, because we see her at the end of Rebels.
1: So we've we've really been building this concept that just because the Jedi the the Order is gone, doesn't mean there aren't still Jedi. A few Jedi
2: running around, right? Mm-hmm.
1: So sort of fringy. When we get this final battle, what are the odds of some Jedi showing up? We even have indication that some of Luke's students might be out there at this point. That yeah. may change between now and then depending on, on some of these new books. But the the synopsis for that new Rise of Kylo Ren book indicated that some of Luke's students did survive and didn't go with Kylo. They actually were trying to hunt him
0: down. I think it works within the larger context story. I just don't know how it works with... Because that's the thing about the movies is they they need to work within the just movie context as well as within the larger universe context.
1: They right. do, but this is also important to to how the universe will look when this ends. Yeah, and I'm I'm actually the more I think about it, the more I'm excited about maybe seeing a few lightsabers ignited in whatever this final fight ends up being. I kind of think it won't happen, but one of the coolest moments in the entirety of the prequel trilogy
0: mm-hmm. is in
1: what's probably the worst of the three movies in Attack of the Clones. Yeah. When we saw all the Jedi yeah. light up those sabers at once,
0: I mean, can you just hear though the reaction of, well, the name of the movie that we just watched a year and a half ago was The Last Jedi. So where did all these other Jedi come from?
1: It's true, but the people who, honestly, the people who have really disliked a lot of the stuff just because. Disney didn't use the expanded universe, I would think would be some of the quickest people to accept that concept Maybe. of Jedi showing up. I mean, Luke's, it is Luke's a last
2: long... line in that movie. Luke's last line. in That movie is, I will not be the last Jedi. And of course he's referring, he's referring to Ray specifically, but that was really sort of the, the point. And then it was the last Jedi. Right. Was the name of the movie and Ryan Johnson said when he wrote it and he titled it that he was referring to Luke. Right. Well the whole point is Luke's not the last jedi.
1: Hmm. It right.
2: doesn't end with him.
1: Well, and, and my my thoughts on that stem from when we the both times in in the in the saga that we've talked about the last jedi what we've specifically talked about is someone left to rebuild the order. So I I'm not so it's really kind of a matter of whether there are people out there like Ahsoka, you know, the last time we really hear from Ahsoka is, I'm, not, I'm no Jedi. We really all know from following Ahsoka's story that she's more of a Jedi than almost any Jedi we've seen in any of the Star Wars material. She's what a Jedi is supposed to be. So,
2: Right, she embodies the ideals of it.
1: Right, and was able to walk away from the, the failings of the Jedi at the same time. I don't know. I, I just thought about that. I thought it'd be interesting to, to possibly have a, a couple of other Jedi show up.
2: Yeah, I, I do agree with Marisha's point, though, that I'm not sure how it fits in the context of the story that we're trying to tell just with these three movies, though.
1: Well, if if part um. of what we're trying to get to is the rebuilding of the Order, and that may or may not be part mm-hmm. of where we're going, but there's no problem with rebuilding the Order and having some people who aren't Padawans, you know, they're mm-hmm. you know, show back uh full of Jedi. So I don't know. I, I'm I don't ne- I don't need it in the movie. I just thought it would be I thought it'd be interesting if it happened. And again, like everything else, it and like you and Marisha are saying, it needs to work within the context of the movie.
2: I've always gravitated kind of towards the idea that as far as Jedi being an organized political entity the way we saw them in the prequel trilogy that was never before I saw the prequels. That was never what excited me about the the idea of the Jedi anyway. Right. That they I always sort of had this idea, and what I would get excited about is the concept of that uh, the Jedi were an it is an order where you follow a certain set of ideals,
1: but they didn't. They would operate have a,
2: more independently. Yes. Operate more independently.
1: Yeah. Not a council that's, that's telling what I would them like what to see. do.
2: That was. Yeah. And that was always, before the prequel trilogy, kind of the image I had in my mind of the Old Republic. Mm -hmm. And even earlier than that, of what a Jedi was. Right. And I would get excited about that again. That they don't have to be a functioning, organized, political entity. I I wasn't one of the people... I know Marisha says she thought that they needed more politics (laughs) in the prequels. Me... I didn't like any of that. (laughs) Right. So I I hated seeing the Jedi Order being this, you know, solid, like I said. That's the only way to really describe it. That's the way they were portrayed in the prequels was this political force.
1: Right. And I think that was part of. I just never really was into that. Right. And I think that was part of the showing where the Jedi had gone wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, right, yeah, no, I agree with you. Because we saw a character like yeah. Qui Gon Jinn, who had continually opposed the Council and was really mm-hmm. more in line with the ideals of what I always envisioned the Jedi were. Exactly. I'm I'm curious to see where they go. Whether it's about rebuilding the Order or just again spreading the the information back out there and see to, to see what the future of the Jedi is. After the Force Awakens, because I think we've we've indicated, you know, it's it's not an accident that Ray has that Ray made it out of Acto with all of the the historical knowledge of the Jedi. Curious to see what they do with that. But did you have anything else? Did you? Because you hadn't had any time to do any comic books.
2: No, I have. I feel like a poor contributor.
1: <laughs> <laughs> So we kind of started off talking about the Mandalorian and really all we talked about was, uh, Ming-Na Wen. Was there anything else in that trailer that jumped out to you?
2: At all of it, the entire, <laughs> the entire show has got me excited. I cannot wait for November the 12th, but we, we, we said everything we can say. I, uh, I am very ex- I am a huge fan of Pedro Pascal's is, you know, as much as we talk about Mandalorian, I always say his name out loud. So no one forgets that that is that man's name. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> because I, I am a huge fan of his, and I think he's going to do an excellent job. The The whole idea of the character excites me. Always, like I think a lot of people are, drawn to these independent, rogue kind of characters, almost kind of like what Han was when we first met him. I, I am excited for that. It's been a long time since we saw Car Weathers in anything. I want to see what his role is going to be. That Gina Carano is... And she's never one of these people who you would have thought of as a thespian. It's not like she's a great actress, but she gets a little better every time I see her. Right. And I think it's the perfect role for her.
1: Well, and I'm curious that, about her character because you know, her character is something we, we've never actually seen before. You know, right. she's a, a yes. Republic they, shock trooper, mm-hmm. something that never even occurred to me. That was a thing. But. Right.
2: Exactly. So just, just to see her do what she does well, which is be a physically imposing Badass, right? Yeah, the, the it just seems like these people are cast perfectly. the The trailers have been excellent so far. One thing about Lucasfilm marketing department, they know how to cut a freaking trailer. Yeah, uh, <clears throat> <now> every <throat> trailer we've gotten for everything they've done in Star Wars since Disney bought it has has been spot on. And these yeah. Mandalorian trailers keep giving us just a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And they all kind of fit the same theme, and I'm um, just really excited about it. And I will also—I know that's not IG88. Well, he's the same kind of droid. You know what? I'm going to pretend it is. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because that was—that—that's really what what I kind of think John Favreau wanted to give us was sort of the story of these some of these batting hunters we saw in Empire. Yeah, and. It, it wasn't. wasn't until he started working on it, he had the influence of other people's So sort of and well you can't really do
0: that. No, you but, can't do Boba Fett. No.
1: <laughs> well, and, and Dave Filoni talked about this a few weeks ago, actually with, well, you know, somebody, you know, people keep asking, well, why isn't it IG-88? Why is it IG-11? And, you know, why isn't this Boba Fett? Why is it? And he, he kind of talked about it and said, he said, because I can create, keep creating new characters that are inspired by other characters but right. it, it expands the lore. And he said the other thing is you yeah. kind of have these characters from the original movies in particular, and they're just kind of these, like, holy things, and, and you don't want to take them and change. You don't want to mess
2: with them very much. Right.
1: Yeah. You don't want to take it and risk changing people's perceptions of the character or who those characters are. Right. Which is
2: one of the things I was just complaining about the, uh, prequel trilogy is doing was sort of shattering some of the co- preconceived notions i had about some of the stuff that went on in the old republic
1: right mm-hmm. um so so yeah i'm i'm real curious to see i know bill Burr's and this he's the one i'm kind of the most curious about even though i think his character is going to be pretty minor yeah he's a comedian he's a stand-up comic yeah he
2: um, is but yeah.
1: we saw him in that last trailer come around the corner he with a pistol in each hand too, by the way. do what
2: and he is an acquired taste. He? he
1: really is an acquired taste. And he is kind of known for not being a Star Wars fan and making fun of Star Wars fans.
0: That's funny.
1: So I'm kind of curious to see where how this goes with him and if, if his perspective of Star Wars has changed through this experience. Hmm. But, man, yeah, I have seen a lot of complaints about, well, you know, they're just not showing. They've showed us more of the rise of Skywalker in the trailers than they've shown us about the Mandalorian. And it's only a quarter of the length of the full length of the Mandalorian. And that's true. They're not showing us anything, but I'm I'm fine with that. I'm, I think they've shown us enough that I'm hooked. I don't need to see more, but I was thinking about that. People are complaining about them not showing more. But when I think about your typical TV trailer,
0: TV trailers
1: have never really been trailers that show a lot. No. I don't know if there's like some sort of different, I don't know if people feel differently about this one because it's got the Star Wars stamped on it. Maybe. But hmm. I, I don't I don't need it to tell me anything. It showed me enough. The the Warner Herzog uh, narration. Ooh, I was like, yeah. even if he's not in it any more than that, I'm like, oh, my God, that's awesome. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so
1: do you think they'll
2: yeah, do it? I think he'll have, have a fairly significant role, <laughs> though, actually. I think
1: he will, at least through part of it. I, I don't know if he will stay significant through the whole thing, but... I'm really excited about it i'm I'm excited about i mean they've shown some ships I, I like the I like the the Mandalorian ship, but we've got a couple of little shots of some other ships there's some stuff going on with the kid and and stuff and some of those things that I'm not sure how they work or if they're flashbacks mm-hmm. or yeah. or what's going on but
0: so do you think that they'll do? Uh, the, the first episode of The Mandalorian, like they did the first episode of Resistance this season and put it on YouTube, what, just yeah. one episode?
1: No, no, they did that because they posted that on the Star Wars Kids mm. uh, YouTube page, and okay. they just did the first episode as a teaser, and this is going to be on their streaming service, and it's not getting shown anywhere else. I'm waiting for Disney because everybody's got all these questions about Disney+, Plus. but my question is, will these things ever be available on DISC? To mm-hmm. own a physical copy of it.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I'm sure.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. Because Netflix work. has not been real good about that.
0: No, not at all.
1: Um, Hulu has done some and others they have, and Amazon's kind of the same way. Some of theirs end up on disc and some of them don't.
2: I think they'll do that, though.
1: I hope they will eventually. Like, even if it's a year... Or two down the road before mm-hmm. they drop them. I hope they'll do that. The good thing is they, they have their own distribution. Like Netflix would have to go out, either create a distribution, a distribution channel or mm-hmm. go out and yeah. work with somebody else. Same for Amazon so my, my and Hulu. Hope,
2: my hope would be that like when season two drops, we'll give you season one on physical media. Season 3 we'll give you season two. Yeah. Uh, that that makes sense to me. Why not?
0: Kind of like they put them on Netflix now. Yeah, especially like Star Wars fans,
2: like people like us, we're collectors. Uh, yeah,
0: I want it on my shelf. I mm-hmm. want to show it off. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. I can go online and find any of the eight Star Wars movies anytime I want to watch them. Mm-hmm. I still own them on Blu-ray. Right.
0: We don't actually I have don't the Blu-rays.
2: I don't of very often, like ever. It might still be in the plastic. <laughs> but, you know.
0: But you've got it, by golly.
1: So, was there anything, Marisha, was there anything else, like, in the Mandalorian trailer that jumped out for you? Because we, like, when you stepped away for a minute there, I, we were talking about it. We kind of derailed ourselves and, really? and did, like, a full 15-minute segment on Ming-Na Wen. Yeah. Um,
0: we did a little bit. You know, I'm just really excited. It's just, it's going to be so cool. So, what do we think? Is the Mandalorian going to take his helmet off? That seems to be the big question that people want to know. Are we going to actually see his face? What you think, yeah, Daniel? Yeah, I don't
2: see why not. Well, see, why not? We already know what the actor looks like. Who cares? Especially if it's a new character. Why does it matter?
1: Yeah. Well, I I think that's the whole thing was, you know, the the nobody really ever saw Boba Fett with his helmet off. But they kind of rocked that boat with uh, Clone Wars anyway. I don't know. I mean, if yeah, if you're a, an assassin and bounty hunter, I can see why you'd keep it on. But I think this character is going to be a little more than that. Mm-hmm. And it might be the end of the season before the helmet comes off, but the helmet's coming off.
2: Yeah. Worth if the helmet comes off and someone recognizes him as Boba Fett, and it's just been recast. <laughs> <laughs>
1: because,
2: and you know what? I thought about this the other day. People are making a big deal about letting Daniel Logan play Boba Fett. Well, Daniel Logan looks nothing like the actor who played Django at this point. I mean, I know you say he does, like he could be a son or whatever, but, I mean, come on.
1: I He's, mean, honestly, if they were going to do Boba Fett at this point, like if Boba Fett's back, I want oh what's his name? Um, I'm blanking on his name. They play Django. Mm-hmm. I want him back. I want him back. Yeah. And I, I kind of wondered about him. I kind of him being an Aquaman, seeing him an Aquaman, kind of mm-hmm. renewed my thoughts. Oh that, yeah,
2: no, he's a fine actor. Well, not and not look,
1: his acting abilities, but like actually how much we needed whether he could come back and do a physical role. And after seeing him in an Aquaman, oh, yeah. I'm like, Oh yeah, this is no, no big deal. If, Hunt, so he, if, if Harrison Ford can come back and do physical it, roles, is he
2: closer then, to what Boba Fett's age would be in this show? Or is Daniel Logan closer to what Boba Fett's age would be? We need yeah. to do the math on that. That and sit down and done it. Which one was actually closer to Boba Fett's age at this point.
1: All
0: or Or right. whatever well,
2: point in the history.
0: Um, Boba Fett's a little bit younger than, Yeah. I mean, he's a little younger than Anakin. So, I mean, yeah, he's... he's, um, It would depend on
2: where you would put it in the story, I guess.
0: Yeah. He would probably... Daniel Logan would probably be a little young to be Boba Fett.
1: No, he would be just right to play Boba Fett if they were to set it at the time of The Mandalorian. Okay. Because he would be... I, I mean, a little over 40, but, but I don't know which one of it's kind of in the middle. Mm-hmm. It, it's do you want to age somebody up or age somebody down? Yeah. But
2: we keep bringing this up, and I don't ever expect it to happen anyway. So,
1: no, probably not. I don't, I just, I don't think we're getting Boba Fett back. And I, I think we should. I, I do, I think we should, but I don't think we are. And I think that, again, I think that, uh,
0: okay. Now, he now ans- answer me, riddle me this. Why in its pockets is... heaven's name, what's in its pockets is precious. That's what we really need to know.
1: We could do a whole podcast called what's in its pockets is.
0: Um, no, that is not what I'm getting at. Okay, but for real. So clearly the armor shows back up. So did the Sarlacc just throw the armor up after it ate the Boba Fett out of it? Right,
1: because that is the question, because the armor is back.
0: So if the armor's back then clearly Boba well, Fett's still well, knocking around somewhere okay, in the okay. universe. Okay. So to Wait, be to be fair, what? there's
1: no there's no point where it is 100% confirmed that it's Boba Fett's armor. Yeah, it's
0: Boba Fett's armor. But it's Mandalorian no, it's armor that man, turns up on Tatooine. It's just Mandalorian armor. On Tatooine, right?
1: Yeah, it is on Tatooine. The the end, it's kind of insinuated in the aftermath books that this armor
0: Mm-hmm.
1: is is Boba Fett's. It's never explicitly said.
0: All right. So they, they have plausible deniability. I'm just saying, if it is Boba Fett's armor, then Boba Fett's still knocking around the universe somewhere. It's my story and I'm sticking to it.
1: We'll see. But uh, unless anybody's got anything else they want to add, I think that's going to wrap us up for tonight.
0: You got anything earth shattering going on, Daniel, to say about Star Wars?
1: Do they have Star Wars in Lake Charles?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Who knows what they got in Lake Charles? <laughs> No, I guess they have uh Star Wars in Lake Charles. I don't know what they got over there. We'll have to go find out.
0: They have a, they do have a con we went last year. Wasn't it in Lake Charles? Mm-hmm. Yeah, was it, it Yeah. in Lake Charles. Lake Charles. We'll let it that out. It wasn't
1: too. a it wasn't a terrible con. It's just a little bit of a long drive for a con that size.
0: Yeah. It's quite a whole unless they want to
1: like have us to, you know, talk about our podcast
0: then Yeah. We drive there for
1: that. That's where we, we did get to meet the guys from uh this week in Geek who it's do true. a radio show in New Orleans.
0: Yep. I
2: actually missed the uh, Big Easy Con last week to go to the local comic book store's 50% off sale.
0: <laughs> that's great. So how was the 50% off sale? Did you get any good, good stuff?
2: I did. I got a First Appearance of Bizarro, a couple of Aquaman books I needed. No, we, we had a good time. Me and David went. Oh, well, that's good. And uh, he actually, I actually picked up a bunch of books and said, wait a minute. <laughs> Hold on. I've got too many books. And me and David spread them all out in the middle of the store, and I was like, "Okay, you got to help me. You got to help me whittle this down. I can't <laughs> spend this much money. Yeah. I could buy out that entire store if I'm not careful." Yeah. So, but we 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 had a good time. I picked up some good stuff, so did David, and awesome. we enjoyed ourselves.
0: Awesome. Yeah, well, there's a couple of boxes of comic books around here that if Andrew doesn't do some with something with them, is going to show up on your doorstep one day once you have a house.
2: I keep <laughs> I keep telling him to to bring them to me, and uh, we we would see what he's got.
0: Yeah,
1: Well uh, at some point we'll do
0: that because I have no idea what I've got. Currently, they're in a stack in his office.
2: What we'll do is I'll take out all the high dollar keys and let you know that they're not worth nothing. You might as well give them to me. <laughs>
0: Sounds, sounds like a, a great, great way to cement a relationship uh, with somebody you've known since yeah. high school. <laughs> uh,
2: <laughs> Andrew knows I wouldn't do that to him. I would like to see him, though.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah we'll do that. But um, I guess that's going to wrap us up. Daniel, what have you got on the Internet?
2: I am still Dan C. Peeps on Twitter, and that's where you can send me your comic book questions or anything else you'd like to hear us discuss on the show. Uh, but specifically the comic book stuff. And that'll kind of help me get back on track with bringing y'all comic book content every week.
0: We'll get on to get on and ask you some questions. <laughs> She's mm-hmm. a very questiony person.
1: <laughs> True. Mm-hmm. Um, Marisha. Somebody needs to. Yeah. Marisha, what have you got?
0: Um, well, I am princesses underscore and underscore Padawans on Instagram. Actually, I don't typically do much on Twitter, but we are, Watching through all of the Saga movies and Rogue One between now and the release of The Rise of Skywalker. So, Andrew and I are kind of live tweeting those as we're going through them. Um, Complete with my observations about costumes and any cute random things our kids say. And I'm also princesses and Padawans on Twitter. And princessesandpadawans.com in case you can see a trend all right and
1: my name is andrew gore you can find me running the twitter account for the science fictionary and for this podcast at psi underscore fictionary you can also check out our kids podcast that we do with all the padawans here in the house the padawan report you can find that in our main feed and it'll have a different logo so it's easy to find And you can drop us a message and let us know what you thought of the show at Coruscant Radio Underground at gmail.com. And until next week, may the Force be with you.